Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Shalom Yehudim, Shalom Lebenei Noach, Shalom Lebenoyim. It's the evening of the fourth day, Erev Kaf Tes, Bechodesh Malcheshvan, Parashas Toldos, Tavshin Pei Gimel, 5783, the evening of the third day, Tuesday, 21 November 2022. You're listening to Phantom Nation, the sixth in a series of six podcasts sponsored by Floridians for Israel Institute at gmail.com on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, coming to you from the land of the Jewish Bible that opens with one sex story after another. Here's what ynetnews.com posted today. Quote, Officials of a yeshiva program that combines Talmudic studies with IDF service, close quote, that's called the Hezdir program, means arrangement, quote, issued a stern warning to the military about the continued integration of female soldiers into combat units, arguing the trend is pushing away religious men from joining the army. The Council of the Yeshivot Hezder Association called on the emerging coalition government to push for agreements and legislation that would protect, quote, the right and duty of religious law-observant soldiers to serve in accordance with halakha, close quote. The, current, the council held an urgent meeting last night to discuss this business of the trend of mixing male and female soldiers in the Armored Corps Officers Training Course Close quote. Uh, the Armored Corps is a preferred choice f- for service uh, for Hezder boys. So it seems as if the um, spiritual cancer of wokeism that is sickening the armed forces of the United States is also eating away at the first Jewish army here in 1,800 years. No good. Some rabbis are charging their students to act like Haredim, basically, that is to avoid army service altogether, if this is going to be the situation. Ynet News reported that the Women's Network, uh, that's a, an Israeli feminist organization, which cl- aims to advance the status of women in Israel, rejected the view of these Hezdeh rabbis, uh, of course, with an unintentional revelation of the psychopathology of menace feminists like them. Uh, the Women's Network said, quote, the Council of the Hezder Rabbis is looking to create a space that's sterile of women and prevent us from serving the country the way we want to. Whoever protects the right of a certain public, close quote, meaning religious young men, quote, by hiding away women is actively contributing to the spreading of the separation and normalization of the perception that sees us as sexual objects and not equal human beings, close quote. And there you have it. Uh, for this feminist, it's all about being seen as females, as a sex object, to which I can only reply, sorry, uh, but uh, your complaint should not be directed at religious young men or rabbis, but to God, who made these men the way they are, and made women the way they are. Uh, this is a classic lesbian state of mind. At its worst, we know females who give themselves... Uh, male haircuts and wear only male clothing in order to be not seen as a female. The complaint expresses a perception of women being hidden away, that's her language, not seen, but again, this is how Hashem created Adam and Eve. 
uh, made of the same stuff, substance, which refutes her vision of women as not equal human beings. This is her neurotic perception. Angry, misunderstanding feminists like her see in the creation of Eve as uh, less than uh, Adam, only his rib, when one purpose of the story is to illustrate that men and women are made of the same stuff versus all the animals that Adam had looked at as in search of a mate and failed to find one. It is only a figment of their own neurotic imagination that the sexual seg segregation young males prefer expresses their contempt for women as inser inferior beings. They're not even human beings. This is nonsense. Islam, by contrast, I think, does teach that, that women are not of the same species as males. For sure, as I ruminated last podcast, the great divide between Jewishness and Islam is their abuse of women. What, after all, is going on in Iran these days after a generation of rule by Muslim lunatics in priestly robes whose religion allowed in the 1980s the military tactic in their war with Iraq of finding a path from an Iraqi-laid minefield by sending little boys into them, who not surprisingly, with a certain periodicity, had a leg blown off uh, if they were lucky uh, or and not blown to bits by the, by the mine. This is the way Muslims wage war. Basically, every war for them is a jihad for the faith. That is a religion that sanctifies human sacrifice, and in this case, child sacrifice. Just like the Hamitic Canaanites here, who uh, Hashem uh, sent Avraham to to begin the task of driving them out of this country. Hashem wanted the seed of Avraham, descended from Shem, son of Noah, to take root and flourish here in this geographically uh, central land on earth. This is first Rashi, his first comment on the five books. Puzzling over the opening of the book, uh, this book of laws for Jews, without a law and without a word about Jews, not until chapter 12. And uh, God did this in order to establish that the world was created by him, by Hashem, who allotted different countries to different peoples, and in this tiny country, he wanted the seed of Shem. What a coincidence, implanted, and not the seed of um, Ham. Rafi, writing in the 11th century, said there will come times when people will accuse the Jews of stealing this country from its erstwhile indigenous Hamitic inhabitants, and the Jews will retaliate or argue. Uh, the manufacturer, so to speak, of this country has the right to install whatever people he wants to in it. And one of his most important inventions was the ability uh, of living things to reproduce themselves without his direct intervention. I mean, everything that lives reproduces itself. Weeds, trees, amoebas, mammals, who are a long Darwinian away from amoebas. And at that highest level of complex life, uh, mammals reproduce, having two equal but different versions of the animal. Who, uh, they, that, that come together in order to reproduce, and that drive is arguably the most powerful in people, in mammals. What has happened over the last half century is the collapse of, um, call it kosher reproduction, meaning, as in so many things, there's a right way and a wrong way to go about it. And a case can be made by the very fact of the immortality of the Jewish national existence so far, uh, what Jews see is the right way. It's the correct way. 
In what way is that? Certainly, it bears no resemblance to, say, Catholic belief that sees an abstaining from sexual intercourse with the opposite sex for priests and nuns to be the height of piety. How could this church, with such a philosophy, call themselves Veris Yisrael, the real Israel? That's a wonderment of chutzpah and stupidity with an attitude like that. The Jewish view is that sex is pleasure, but like a nuclear reactor, it requires a containment facility. Without the facility, a nuclear core, with a facility, a nuclear core can light up an entire city. Without the containment facility, it becomes a menace to mankind. Sex is like that. Sex is great, but it must be experienced between a man and a woman in holy matrimony, that is, joined together, witnessed by a representative of the creator of life itself. Marriage commonly leads to reproduction. Jews want that most godlike capability to be treated with utmost respect versus the sexual deviant for whom sex is pleasure exclusively. No, no procreation. In a way, that behavior is a kind of embezzlement of a treasure God gives man. The pleasure is an inducement, if you will, to be fruitful and multiply. That's what he wants. To repeat the sex drive is an urge as powerful as any opioid addiction. And all sexual perversions are addictions as powerful as any externally administered substance. One of the symptoms of the disturbance of methemonists, like the spokeswoman here, objecting to the statements of the Hezdeer rabbis, is their view of the demand for separation by the guys. It derives from their contempt for women as inferior, not even human beings. This is crazy. In the classical Yiddish, this is a Bissel Meshiga. A little crazy to think like this.
And that was Daniel Ahaviel doing the famous Psalm 23. Yeah, the uh, Jewish handling of human sexuality has an excellent record of sustaining this nation versus all the others who have not been sustained. Look at the United States today cracking up in so many ways. And I believe there's a connection between, for example, school libraries being stuffed with homosexual pornography and the criminal opening of the southern border to millions of foreigners who have made life for the Americans at those major crossing points a living hell. A piece on Fox Today reported on violence there by these infiltrators, gangs of them swarming from American backyards. One report somewhere today said some 140 of these invaders have already been arrested for rape and other crimes. 140. And the explanation for this horrible invasion uh, ruining the lives of all of these American families could not be more uncomplicated than the two-word combination Joe Biden. That insane, senile, criminal, disgusting president of the United States of America who is doing this to his own citizens. And there's a connection between this nightmare and this man sitting a couple of weeks ago, I think, in the Oval Office in pleasant conversation with a young man dressed and made up as a woman. There's a connection between the woke LGP whatever embrace and the high price of gas. When this stupid man on his first day in office canceled the XL pipeline, I think that in addition to his criminal possession of millions of dollars, his totally corrupt son feeds him from the communist Chinese. And apart from his senility, he is just simply a stupid man whose entire career was that of a con man pretending to be sharper and, uh, than he really is. Two days ago, the uh, fake Rabbi Rick Jacobs, Pope of the Reform Schism, compared Itamar Ben-Gavir to David Duke of the KKK. This is another stupid man who we know is a fake rabbi just by his title. Rabbi Rick, when no real rabbi is addressed like that with such familiarity, traditionally rabbi is a respected man for his knowledge of the Jewish texts, the Bible, the Talmud, etc., versus these reform rabbis who sell nothing but their big smile and sociability. Uh, we all just saw online as well, I did, these two Jewish women, both wearing white wedding dresses, standing next to one another under a chuppah, that's a Jewish bridal canopy, canopy. They were marrying one another, and to boot, both of them were ordained reform rabbis. How about that? God have mercy. Rabbi Rick's slogan uh, is that there are 900 Reformed temples, the most popular form of Jewishness in the United States, he told Why Not? Yeah, right. Which is why their flagship school in Cincinnati is now out of the business of ordaining new rabbis, obviously because there are no aspirants anymore. Rabbi Wick chastises Itamar Ben-Gavir by describing his career as based in hate and igniting violence. According to Wynette's um, idiotic report, quote, Speaking on behalf of most American Jews, Jacob said it is difficult to grasp the idea that someone like Ben-Gvir or Smochik have a seat in the Knesset and even be appointed ministers. Uh, Rabbi Rick finds it frightening they will be the voice of modern Israel, given that they have built their political careers on intolerance of non-Orthodox Jews, uh, Israeli Arabs, Palestinians and the LGBTQ communities, close quote. Yeah, they are nothing but 
irrationally hostile people, bigots, enemies of all these groups for no reason other than their baseless hatred of them. Baseless hatred of non-Orthodox Jews, Israeli Arabs, Palestinians, and LBGBT communities. When I ask, what is wrong with turning away in disgust uh, by imposters like Jacobs, who are responsible for the fact that 7% of their marriageable youth flee the Jewish people? What's wrong with turning away from him in disgust? What's wrong with opposing male-to-male sodomy when it is a fact of our history that AIDS has been a horrible disease responsible for the deaths of millions of people brought on by this, the, these homosexual orgies, uh, by these out-of-control men? And as for hatred of Palestinians, lurking beneath this attitude is that of an anti-Semite for dehumanizing us Jewish people, for denying us the right to hate the enemy who not only kills our people, uh, that is, men in uniform on the battlefield, but all of us, murderers, uh, they murder us all the time in our streets. What is the proper emotion Jewish people should have uh, in Israel, where uh, Jacobs does not live, when with a certain frequency uh, we must interrupt our quotidian lies to attend another funeral for another Jew murdered by these savages? It is a custom in this country that when a Jew is murdered, hundreds attend the funeral when those hundreds, most, have no personal connection to the victim. What Rabbi Rick and his Jewishly suicidal reformers uh, are doing is putting themselves out of business, and they cannot see that there is no difference between a Jew here murdered by a Muslim than in our history of being murdered by a crusader, a Cossack, a Nazi. I doubt Rabbi Rick knows that, uh, as reported in my book, Arafat's first assassins walked around with pictures of Adolf Hilter in their pockets. What Rabbi Rick wants to see and needs to see is the Palestinians, the innocent victims of Israel, in particular the settlers like Ben-Gavir, who deny them their human rights to their own state in their ancient homeland, just like the Jews. This fool's politics match his blindness to the connection between reform leaders like himself and the approaching death of his reform community. Reform Judaism and the conservatives are headed for the same place the Sadducees went to, to the Car- where, where the Karaites ended up, the Essenes, just another Jewish schism going out of business. And there is a connection between this coming den- demise of reform Judaism and the visual online of those two women in white dresses, identical wedding gowns, pretending their marriage is the same as between a Jewish man and a Jewish woman. I truly believe that in addition to COVID-19, there is another pandemic pandemic at work. It's not viral, but it's no less real. And it's the pandemic of sexual lunacy that I believe leads to damage to the normal capacity for logic in, in many areas. Logic from the Greek word forward, Logos, it's just illogical. For example, last Tuesday in Boston, in some panel discussion called the Stat Summit, Chelsea Clinton, daughter of Bill and Hill, saw a synonymous link, if you will, between democracy and the right to an abortion at any time that the pregnant woman wants to exterminate the life she has created. She said the Republicans in the midterms uh, lost as they did because Americans support abortion and democracy. 
support abortion and democracy. She said, quote, protecting a woman's fundamental human right and agency and also our democracy were the most important considerations when they were casting their votes. You support abortion and you support democracy. It's one of the same. As I reported f f from the better pundits in the States, it may have been this fear of further limits on women by conservative Republicans that prevented the red wave. Indeed, the Democrats in the House are now pushing for a bill named uh, the Abortion Without Limits Bill, up to birth, or that's the nickname. The purpose is to institute a federal law supporting abortion in all states, in the antithesis of Roe v. Wade, uh, well, its removal, as the uh, Senate is also debating a Respect for Marriage Act that will likewise make it a federal law that same-sex marriage is kosher, which will lead to the sexually disordered marching into churches and synagogues and demanding to be married in them or face the legal consequences. What's going on in the West, in Israel no less, uh, as seen in the drive to insert women into IDF combat units, is nothing less than an attack on civilization itself. There's a connection between the collapse of sexual morality and security camera videos we see of mobs of people invading stores and stealing the merchandise. They're all connected. It's, it's a real civil war in the States, but unlike any in history, it's not over the issue of slavery, it's not over the economic system, socialism versus capitalism. It's between the sexually healthy and their attitudes and actions uh, in the matter of human, uh, intimate human behaviors versus the enemies of those intimate human behaviors. Chelsea Clinton also, in a display of the opposite of thinking itself, claimed that her philosophy was perfectly consistent with her Christian faith. And never mind, a Christian cannot claim the Jewish Bible to be his Bible too when Tanakh is perfectly clear in its opposition to sexual immorality. For Chelsea Clinton and soulmates within the moribund liberal tradition, morality is whatever feels good. I saw as well today that one of the women on the popular American TV show called The View said that if Jesus were here, he would lead the gay pride parade. Heaven help us.
And that was Mickey Rosenbaum. And you're listening to the program program on phantomnation.com. Speaking before of democracy, that is, uh, as liberals uh, misuse the term these days, uh, confusing it with hedonism, here in Israel, Benny Gantz, the outgoing minister of defense, who also moonlights as a Palestinian nationalist, uh, accused incoming Prime Minister Benjamin ben Benzion of, quote, attacking democracy by his support for the so-called override clause, which would allow 61 MKs to cancel a high court cancellation of a Knesset law. Uh, not in Gantz's head is the truth, the reverse truth, that limiting the power of the high court in favor of the Knesset is the true democratic preference. The high court judges are not raised to their positions by a vote of the demos, the electorate. Uh, it is the legislature, from the Latin word lex for law, where laws are written expressing the will of the demos, the people. And the problem in Israel is that there is no constitution and therefore no bedrock uh, to uh, look to uh, when the judges rule. Uh, what, after all, is the rule of the Supreme Court in Washington, but to what is the job is to adjudicate a case in conformity with the constitution written by the founders of the republic. In Israel, the judges uh, express their own views. Uh, there are no framers here. Israel's judges uh, have no such document to measure a new law against. Instead, they think their standard is to rule uh, in a case according to their own private wisdom and their own private intelligence. And uh, that is that they were chosen. Uh, that's why they were chosen for their wisdom and their intelligence, they see themselves as superior to the members of Knesset, the Vox Populi. To be honest, though, Benny Gantz was also right in his criticism in rejecting the current formulation of the override clause because of its call for a minimal majority of one vote only to override a high court ruling, 61 out of 120. That's all that's necessary according to this law, and Gantz said it should be a vote of 80 MKs, that is, for two-thirds of the Knesset. He said that, and I more or less uh, agree, uh, the majority of one only is functionally uh, only half of the, of the representatives, and that vote would only embitter the other losing half. Only a decisive majority works to express the will of the people. Indeed, in the U.S., the Senate and certain types of votes must reach a minimum of 67, which is literally two-thirds plus one. There are some votes that are so important you can't leave it up to just a simple majority. Imagine uh, if uh, that had been the standard here in the 1990s during the Oslo horror, uh, one of the decisions passed by only one vote, the vote as well in which one MK was bought off by the Marxists for the gift of a Mercedes. In this case, I find myself uncomfortably agreeing with Gantz who has presided over the reconquest of Judea and Samaria by the enemy, though I should not be overly upset because he's just another product of the atheist Marxists who led this community, Rabin Perez Balin, into the bloody pit of the Oslo horrors. On the bright side of politics today, it's good news that Bitsalo Smotrich has accepted he will not be Minister of Defense, if for no other reason his lack of experience in security matters. In general, I never cease being irritated 
by the political system here. On Shabbos, I was explaining how different most liberal democracies are, which surprise Israeli tablemates. They have no idea how oddball their system is. Uh, and I expressed my distaste for this chronic fighting by parties over ministries because they may mistakenly see their job as, as serving not the people of Israel but their particular voters. It's truly an anti-nationalist endeavor, this, this doling out these uh, ministries to the different party coalition members. Our ministers think they have the right to pull the country in the direction they want to go and the party their party wants to go. Israel's cabinet ministers do not see themselves as working on a team under the orchestration of uh, the prime minister. They see themselves as working only for their own community. Ah, ah, ah. 
And that was Uri Davidi doing one of my favorites by him, uh, one of the Sheva Bochas, one of the seven blessings we say after a wedding. This is from number six, in which we refer to God who created joy and gladness, groom and bride, mirth, glad song, pleasure, delight, love, brotherhood, peace, and companionship. Okay, this has been the sixth of six weekly podcasts of Phantom Nation, the title as well of a book of the same name, sponsored by Floridians for Israel Institute at gmail.com. More than one reader has called it the best book ever on the war against Israel by Islam, currently camouflaged as the putatively primeval Palestinian people about whom there is nothing Palestinian. For further podcasts like this one, you can help support born-again Jewish life in Judea and Samaria, by subscribing to three of them each week on www.phantom-nation.com. I'm Shai Bentekoa. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. Just click the orange button at the top of the IsraelNewsTalkRadio.home page, log in as yourself or an anonymous guest, and join in on the fun. You'll meet other listeners from all over the world who listen to Israel News Talk Radio, and you can make new friends. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. It's the closest you can get to being in the studio with us. We love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips. With scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel. Plus, little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.